He's Howard Eibach, a former copywriter and creative director and the author of two books on the creative brief. And he's Henry Gomez, an ad agency strategist with over 26 years of experience. Together, we're the Brief Brothers. We love to talk about creative briefs, briefing, and advertising. We're back for another episode, Henry. Today, we're going to take on, ah, this is one of those industry angst moments where we're going to look at a couple of articles, one written by John Long and was posted on LinkedIn. Another was from our our buddy, George Tannenbaum, who's been a guest on our podcast, whose blog post that came out yesterday called The Ding Dongs of Doom um, caught my attention. Caught, actually caught both of our attention. Uh, John Long's article was basically lamenting why so many people in the ad business hate advertising. In fact, I'm just going to take a look at the article titles to get it right here. We'll, we'll, we'll mention it more specifically in the post. John Long called his article in on Muse by Cleo, what's with all the advertising leaders hating on advertising? And of course, George's post was called The Ding Dongs of Doom. And what I want to do, what we want to do is kind of connect these because they're talking about some parallel ideas. John Long is basically saying some of these very senior folks in the, in the marketing, on the marketing side, are really upset about the term advertising. They don't seem to like it. The, what George is talking about is beyond beyond not of, liking the term advertising, they don't. They some of the statements are like, "I hate marketing," like marketing sucks. And I mean, right? It, it's not just the terminology issue, but it's it's the industry itself. They've got issues with the industry itself. And George's argument, which is part of a, a longer piece where he discusses the evolution of, of how work has evolved from from generalists, you know, farmers in the nineteenth century, to more specialized work among guilds to highly specialized technical work today is that one of the results for the creatives in the ad industry business is that they become so specialized in data and, and user experience that they are disconnected to the actual idea generation, conceptual aspect of advertising. Both of these authors are talking about how the impact, the overall impact is that there is a disconnect. Uh, to the industry, and it's resulted in this angst. John Long is saying that the senior mucky mucks, the CEOs and CMOs for major brands are disgusted with advertising. And uh, George is talking about how us creatives, strategists, and others are disconnected to it. And I thought this would be a great topic for us to just kind of banter about because we've talked about aspects of it in previous episodes. And I'm going to just start by saying I really connected with, with George. You know, George is a fellow writer. And I think one of the reasons that he, was, he is, is spot on with his complaint that we've become so specialized and the impact and the result is because we as creatives, at least in some circumstances, really no longer feel a connection to and a responsibility to the brands that we are thinking about. We don't do the deep dives in the brand work anymore. And before we hit, before I hit the record button, you know, we were talking about how uh, we both worked on car accounts. I worked on the Lexus account. You work on the Ford account. You know, a test drive was just standard. You couldn't write about the product if you hadn't got into it, smelled it, touched it, got on the road and drove it. And I think this is what George is talking about. You've read both articles. You posted some some thoughts on it on LinkedIn. What's your take on this, George? Um, Henry? So, so 
I, I think, you know, we were talking about this and uh, we're trying to figure out if there was, you, you felt there was a connection between these two things and they're admittedly two different things. And I, and I do think that there is a connection. The connection is somehow that advertising as a profession has lost its glamour and it's lost its luster. Um, we see it at the high end uh, with uh, what John Long wrote about, um, you know, a CEO saying he hates advertising um, to, you know, the low end, which is employees that, you know, are in advertising and don't even know why they're in advertising. And, and I think that it's true that, that the, industry has lost its luster and and i think the 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 sources of of that are many um for example let's let's talk about the idea of high level marketing executives and corporate executives saying that they dislike advertising marketing i think that's part of a greater kind of social uh distaste for capitalism and 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 the market economy in the sense that you know you're making stuff you're selling stuff right and it's very and i think that these people would like to be in their cocktail parties be doing something of a higher level order uh, to humanity or whatever than just making stuff and selling stuff um we've had this conversation before I think that making stuff and selling stuff is the way a lot of people live. <laughs> you know, it's the way a lot of people can put food on the table. It's, right. it's, it's the way um, that we've been able to achieve modernity and we don't live with dirt floors anymore. And we have the ability to have clean, you know, places to live and less disease and whatever. So I, I, I don't, have a more that same moral qualm that a lot of these people nor do i have the embarrassment about admitting that i work in marketing i'm i'm proud i work in marketing but i think there's this new breed of corporate executive that doesn't want to admit that they work in something as lowly and dirty as making shit and buying and selling it right yeah Uh, yeah i agree and so there's there's that aspect and i think that george does have a point in the sense that you know I was fortunate enough to come up in a small agency where I had to learn all aspects of, of the agency business and really see how everything works together. But when you get fast tracked right out of school into one specific area within advertising, which is a specific area within marketing, it's very easy to lose sight of the forest from the trees, right? Mm -hmm. You're only seeing that thing in front of you. Um, that headline that you need to write or that, you know, website that you need to design. And you don't see how it's part of a greater uh, advertising ecosystem, um, which is necessary and important for brands to grow and for all of that growth that we were talking, good things to come from it. So I, I do think that that they are related. And I think that George, as usual, had a really interesting take on it. And, you know, it's a very thoughtful piece where he talks about, you know, how far we've come as an industry. You know, you you look at, you get these emails, it's like, you know, we're SEO specialists, we're UX specialists, we're this. And those people are like really looking down a very narrow 
aspect of marketing communications. And I think there's still value in having a firm where it's all in in-house and you can have, you know, a, a full service agency. Like even we talked about a little bit off air, how the industry has changed as we went away from the media commission model mm-hmm. to a fee for services model, right? So the media commissions now are very small and the media agencies have spun off and they're their own thing. They only plan and buy media. And the, and we sell now instead of selling uh, media plans with which we get compensated to create advertising. Now we sell hours, we sell creative hours. And that creates a commoditization because agency A charges X amount for an hour and agency B charges 10% less. If you're the person who buys the paper, the paper clips and the staplers and you're responsible for hiring the ad agency, you're going to go with a low, <laughs> low price offer. But the fact is, not all hours are the same. Uh, you know, uh, a really good senior creative who's been proven has a track record, has worked with, is, is has to be worth more than a junior who doesn't know anything. So, yeah. I think both yeah. of these things—the special high specialization and, and of 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 the industry—and also kind of this societal disdain for making and selling stuff uh, are contributing to the fact that the industry isn't what it was like, you know, Mad Men has a lot of flaws as a show, right? I mean, it's a fantasy world, but it does depict the time when our industry was somewhat more glamorous than it is today. I mean, in real life, we had people like Bill Bernbach and Leo Burnett and, and they were, they were Titans. And it's really hard to kind of see who those people are today. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about an ad creatives pull out the ad books, the one shows the CAs, and they look at ads as, as a way of learning about the business, but also finding inspiration. And I remember looking at an ad years ago, this had been in the nineties. And, it, and, and the headline was something like, um, we don't solve, we don't, we don't cure cancer. We don't solve world peace. We're not trying to disarm the world. We make cocktail weenies. And it was just deadpanned, a deadpan humor, but it spoke to uh, I, I don't think that ad could exist today. I don't think it would be written today because it was a, they were taking pride in something as simple and small and insignificant as an aperitif, you know, snack. Mm-hmm. And, and, and probably not, you know, a cocktail weenie is not considered very healthy. I mean, it's, it's a sausage. Well, but I- it, was a, it was a funny, a funny ad that I thought reflected the times that wouldn't translate well today. And I think that says a lot about this attitude that we see among a certain group of people in our industry that have this anti-capitalist, anti-anti-sell disdain for what it is that we do. And it, it's it's kind of sad because one of the things that I had posted uh, when I when I looked at this article that John Long wrote, I wrote a long response to it by saying I had applied for a job at a company in Los Angeles that specialized in doing beautiful six and eight color collateral for luxury automobiles. That's all they did. 
It was a collateral. It's a well-known well -known agency in Long Beach. The creative director brought me in and he said, what I'm really looking for is what he called a gearhead. This is a guy who he ate, breathed, slept, did nothing but love cars. He knew cars upside down, inside out, everywhere. I said, you know, that's not me. But what you'll get with me is someone who loves the process of figuring out what the problem is and finding a solution to sell the car. I may not be the expert in cars, but I'll find a way to make people care about the cars because I care about the process of advertising. That's what I loved about this business. It, applied, it appealed to, my, to both sides of me, the left and the right brain. You know, we've talked about how that's kind of overblown. It's a simplistic way of describing, you know, creatives think about the world in one way and, and marketers and non-creatives think about it another way. And, you know, my background was in direct marketing. And, that, and that's my segue into saying that even in the mid-90s, I got pressure when I took my book into an ad agency and the creative director said, you've got a lot of stuff here that's in direct marketing and a lot of stuff that's branding. You've got to choose because otherwise your creative directors are going to be confused and say, what, what are you? Are you a branding copywriter or a director marketing copywriter? And so I said, okay, well, you know what? I'm going to choose. I thought going to direct marketing would would be more specialized. There wouldn't be as many as many good copywriters in that field. And I built a nice career for myself. But even, what is that, 25 years ago, 20 some odd years ago, even then pressure for specialization was rampant in our business. Yeah, yeah. Like for him, it wasn't good enough that you just be a good copywriter, like yeah. with, that, with the ability to stretch your wings. And, and you know, I, it was interesting while you're saying the anecdote about, you know, the gearhead thing is, what I've found, you know, working across six different agencies in a bunch of different categories is that I become passionate about the brands and the industries that I work in as a result of working in them. Um, you know, of course, I wasn't passionate about the McDonald's brand before I worked on it. When I started working on it, I met the people and I learned the history because, again, I'm a big history guy. Right. And, and you and you say, wow, this is you know, this is amazing. And so I'm like, maybe I'm just easily influenced, but I, I, I bleed for the, the brands that I work on. And even today, like, you know, I launched the CVS pharmacy brand into the Hispanic market in the US, I don't know, almost 20 years ago. And uh, I still only use CVS, I still prefer CVS to Walgreens. Uh, I'm loyal to them because I know their story. I know their CEO is a pharmacist. I, so, um, you know, uh, I, I, I agree with you. I think that the specialization, the other, the other thing is, um, and you touched on it was these executives, right. That, that don't want to be associated with advertising and marketing. It's because they're business people. They're not necessarily um, artistic people or people that, are in the idea business when you're in the and idea that's an business, old complaint that's an old complaint when, when, when you're in the idea business you can't help but like advertising because advertising is a pure expression of ideas and and the power mm -hmm. the power of ideas and your um cocktail weenie story made me re remember that right before i left the can i toyed with the idea of making a t-shirt that said not here to save the world and, and, and that would have you would have you would have upset a lot of people. Well, I've, 
I've told I told a couple people while I was there, and they both said that would have been great. Like they were like, you know. So I I, I think that it's it's I think there are some people that think like us that would like to see a return to splendor, if you will, of the advertising industry, and that are proud of having being and having worked in the industry. Um, but there's a vocal you know segment that is you know the ones that are the the ones that poo poo and you you gotta kind of be self-hating to to say you hate the industry you work in yeah you know and i I would i'll close on by saying that i agree with you with and i didn't really realize this until you brought it up um i'm not i'm not so much loyal to lexus i worked on lexus a long time ago and i don't i've never owned a lexus I'm kind of a cheap guy. I don't like spending more than 25,000 bucks on a car. So I'll never, I'll never get a Lexus unless it's maybe second, you know, pre-owned. But I still feel a, 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 a disappointment and anger um, when I look at Lexus Creative today. And I've talked about this before. You know, I work for Tom Cordner and Tom Cordner and I were not bud, buddy buddies. He didn't think all that much of me, but I, I learned a few things from him. But he's the guy who wrote that line, the relentless pursuit of perfection. And today, the tagline is experience amazing. And it just makes me cry. So it's not quite the loyalty that you're talking about for a brand that you've worked on, but it's a version of it. And I and I get that. You still have a soft spot. You exactly. have a soft spot for, for the brand. Exactly. And, and I, you want to see them do good work. And you want to... Because I was part of it. You know, I was part of it. And, you, you know, you, you and I share this this pride in our industry because it it attracts a certain kind of person. Not everybody can do it. Not everybody's cut out for doing it. Um, you know, as I said in my, my post to John Long's article, I'm probably never going to make it into the Hall of Fame, but that doesn't mean I don't feel pride for what I've, the work that I've done and the, and the sales that I've been able to help my the brands I've worked on accomplish and achieve. It's been a great, it's been a great career for me and I love it. So, so I, I, you know, I just had a flashback of a memory, like, I don't know how many years ago, my, my kids are 14 now they're twins, but I think my, my kids were in first grade and I participated in career day at their, at their elementary school. And it was interesting because I was in assigned a room and then they would bring the kids from the different classes in to me and I think I had to give like three presentations but the interesting part about it was they weren't all first graders so like it was a career day for the whole school so I got like one fifth grade class one third grade class and like one first grade class and they rotated through when my daughter's class came in you know she had no idea what was coming so when she walked into the room she had this look on her face, like uh, she was like so proud, like, oh, my daddy's here. And I don't think at that point she even really understood what I did. But I had come with, you know, a DVD with a bunch of commercials I had worked on. And I, you know, and there were things for things like McDonald's, which were the, they were very much aware of. And so the, the, the look of pride, I was proud to say that I had participated in this advertising and she the look on her face was like one of total pride and like hey that's my daddy so you know i just wish that for the next generation of advertising people i agree with you 100 good stuff henry good stuff howard he's henry gomez and he's howard ibach and together we're the brief brothers till next time stepping all over each other bye-bye <laughs> bye-bye <laughs>